0: Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things, including movies, music, TV shows, books, and more. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any clips used in this episode, as any film, TV, or sound clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Additionally, this podcast does contain spoilers, so please be aware. This show does also contain explicit content, so please keep that in mind as you are playing it wherever you are, work, car, etc. Thank you and enjoy the episode.
1: related to all the <laughs> musical ones or music related episodes and everything else after that's kind of a crapshoot
0: whatever you said you didn't want to do foo fighters so apparently i can't assume you want to do all the music ones
1: uh, it's not that i don't want to do foo fighters you I'm not a big enough fan to do it justice gotcha
2: okay that makes more sense
0: all right side convos in the in the recording wait to hear more about that because there will be a foo fighters episode I am consulting with somebody else to join us since you're too cool for school. Yeah. Just kidding. Okay. Well,
2: uh, Oh, I wish.
0: Anyway, this is the simplest. This is my podcast. I'm talking. Um
2: 20 minutes later.
0: Fuck off. Okay. This, <laughs> this is the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things. And obviously, you know that Casey and Chris are here. Hello peoples. What's
1: up? Woo-hoo.
0: But we're also joined by the lovely Cassandra, who has the unfortunate, unfortunate lifestyle of being married to Chris.
3: I'm <laughs> Hello. sorry.
0: No, I'm, I'm sure lifestyle. being married to him's a riot. You definitely can, a can. life
3: choice. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I
1: fucking warned her.
3: <laughs> he says that a lot.
0: Yeah, you're not you're not subtle at all. So I'm sure she had plenty of time to. <laughs>
3: His dad took me aside
0: and said, Are you sure? Like, do you really want to
1: do this? <laughs> the, the parish priest who buried us, who had known me since like junior high, asked her in front of me, Are you sure?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, you had your chance. Everybody so. has a jet warming
2: on the airstrip just down the road if you want to take it off and run.
1: <laughs> it doesn't have to. It's her house.
3: Yeah. Oh, burn. Just change the locks
0: all right well so um we're here to do a top five in honor of national film score day which is monday or no sunday april 3rd so this should be up by then
2: um are gonna be working all weekend on her editing
0: oh man you guys i just finished editing the two-hour shit show that i recorded on saturday and adding clips in and i'm tired i'm not editing until like saturday <laughs> um that that will be dropped hopefully by tomorrow but
2: and you have an episode of an evening at the movies to record tomorrow so
0: yeah but i don't have to edit that so that's all fun and games for me
2: um yes you do
0: oh yeah that's right i did agree to some editing
2: fuck me
1: all right
0: well maybe you we won't have
1: should to... uh get a clue
3: jesus christ
0: oh man the man's on fire tonight <laughs>
3: I mean, I could set him on fire
1: if you like. Hey, 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 I, hey, hey, uh, hey. Uh, let's keep, hey, I'm That smoke will in. not go on the upholstery.
2: I'm I'm sure that nice big bushy beard is probably incredibly flammable.
0: Just if like we hairspray it. <laughs> anyway, Look,
1: I'm way uglier without it, so let's let's leave it be. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, so we will be counting down our top five favorite film scores, and I'm excited that we have Cassandra. We have some new blood, some new opinions, because I I don't know about everybody else, but I'm kind of tired of my own opinion, so, you know, it's nice to have some No, I'm people. tired of your opinions. I know.
2: I'm, I'm tired of hearing my own voice, but <laughs> yeah. it's still kind of a nice big fat ego trip.
0: True. It's like, I'm on the radio! Oh my god!
2: <laughs> well, kind of sort of the radio, it's podcasting, it's not it's exactly like slowball radio.
1: radio.
3: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: So anyway,
2: uh, we're going to get to that free radio for all the freaking peons.
1: Here we read a few music left to write on your radio dial.
2: (laughs) It's
0: talk radio. Only cool. (laughs) Um, This is not NPR. If that's what you turned in for, you better turn it off right now. You don't want to hear what I have to say. If you think you're listening to NPR. So
2: if you're not here expecting off color humor, you might want to freaking step the hell out the damn door.
0: I think there's already been like five oh. f bombs dropped, so I I hope people have gotten the clue by now.
2: Are oh, there that many? Oh no, we haven't oh. even got to the sip libs yet. I know.
1: Oh, this is true. Oh shit! I forgot to tell Cassandra about the sip libs.
0: Oh, well, it's mad. It's mad libs. That's all you need to know.
2: Only, it's only mad libs. On adult mad libs. <laughs> matur- it's, it's very on, inappropriate yeah, it's libs. Our maturity <laughs> lever.
1: Great, right, great. Right. Yeah.
0: So. um... Before we get into that, I do want to say, and there'll be a episode coming up, but a huge uh, R.I.P. Taylor Hawkins. That was some really sad news we got this weekend, and the news isn't looking good for how he passed away. So I'm very sad, and I know the Foo Fighters had to cancel. Well, they didn't have to; they did it obviously because they wanted to cancel their tour. And I know they're all heartbroken, and I'm heartbroken too because he was an amazing drummer, and I'm sure amazing human. So R.I.P. to him. It was pretty sad. And then, if you didn't hear about the slap heard around the world, I, you probably aren't listening to a podcast because you clearly live under a rock. So, that happened this weekend, too.
2: Good times. Podcast? You, you can't even be on social media without freaking every other freaking post. Yeah. Ooh, the slap. Ooh, this opinion. Ooh, this. But
1: the meme makers are doing the Lord's work on that. They
0: one. really are. <laughs> the twitter and and internet mean people never disappoint when shit like this happens like um, i'm telling you and tiktok has actually been pretty i mean it, it tiktok so it's interesting if you spend a lot of time on tiktok and you watch certain videos you know they have their algorithms so like there was this whole scandal thing going on between some tiktok content creators If you don't watch tiktok you won't know who they are but if you do know who they are it was like every fucking video was about these people. And then finally on Sunday night, every single video was about Chris Rock and Will Smith. And one guy was like, I'm just happy. I don't have to see any more Womblands videos. And if you know what that is, you know. And if you don't, I'm not going to explain it. But it's just, yeah, it gets it gets inundated because of their algorithms. I'm like, okay,
1: this it's shit's funny. It's the TikTok funny, but version
2: of having to see every freaking post on your Facebook feed as being from Mark Zuckerberg.
1: And I got to say, all this content slaps.
0: my my Uh, favorite my favorite tiktok that i've seen though and um i'm gonna say a word i hardly ever say but this was so funny i almost peed myself laughing he played the clip of will saying keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth and then he goes what he goes oh no you can eat your pussy that's fine (laughs) damn i was like oh my god that's hilarious oh, but Jesus. it's really not like we're, we're mocking other people's pain and i know it's you know whatever but um i was like
2: yeah are you talking about pain his freaking hand barely hit chris's face
1: I, like, I think she meant his emotional i meant pain. his emotional pain but at the I same mean, time the, the two of them decided to air it on fucking facebook I know. video i know um when, honestly, it could have just been consenting adults and take care of your shit. Nobody cares. Um, and
0: and you know, Jada didn't just come up with the word entanglement. That I am not blaming her for anything Will Smith did on Sunday because he is his own man. And I'm going to go on record as saying, as a woman, I do not need my man to go slap the shit out of somebody because they hurt my feelings. But when we say stand up for us or defend us, that's not what we mean. But regardless of whatever... She's a gaslighter, we got into an entanglement. Bitch, you fucked somebody else while you were married. Like that's don't try to fancy it up with funny words. Like just right, say but if the did. if the
1: red table thing is to be believed, uh, assuming everything they said on that video was factual, and I and I hate myself for having watched it, <laughs> you know, he he admitted to basically saying that they were done, that, that they were gonna yeah, start were paperwork and, and and separating all the shit. So if if at that point uh they both believe the marriage is over and one of them must go a little strange you know but then they, they both have to work that, that out if they reconcile
0: yeah but why didn't she just say that we were separated i was unhappy i was trying to be happy i got into an entanglement just say what you did like don't try to don't try to charge it up with words right. you just made up <laughs> but anyway
1: it's not dierte. it's just dirt
0: yes the the thank you the entanglement memes were something else too so
1: oh god yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Anyway, we're not going to get into all that after I just said we already did. All right. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. Um, well, first, what is everybody sipping on tonight? Casey, I'm assuming it's water or Gatorade or Pepsi. Okay. Uh, I lied. I said I was, well, actually, I am going to be sober. I've been sick, but I'm having a glass of wine now. So just a run of the mill uh, Box,
1: photo box, cab, nothing special. Chris, uh, I'm having another Abita Mardi Gras bock, uh, this evening.
2: Kind of not a Milwaukee's that. best ice, what, huh? What, not a Milwaukee's best ice?
1: Oh, fuck no, <laughs> I have standards, the beast Kima. is off the list.
0: No Pabst Blue Ribbon tonight? dear snob.
1: I'm not trying to rape a hipster. No, no PBR.
3: <laughs> Cassandra, are you drinking anything? I am. I've got a one of the Sonic Hard Seltzers. Ooh, in which flavor? flavor? of cherry limeade. That's the
0: best one. <laughs> the, the We've talked about the Sonic Hard
2: Seltzers, Casey, haven't we? I know we? we have, and that one actually does sound really freaking good. It's good.
1: So... Casey, when you come down, uh, I'll I'll make sure that either Amanda or I have stocked some of the Sonic shelters.
0: Well, Cassandra has the best drink out of all of us, so I'm jealous.
2: Cassandra wins.
0: Yay, I win something. (laughs) Yay. Okay, so now (laughs) we're going to move on to the siplits. And Cassandra, this is your first siplits, so you will get to experience the madness. Um, It's a jump in the deep end and go with it. So it's Mad Libs, adult Mad Libs, where we make it as dirty as we possibly can. Very Um, adult
2: mad Mad Libs.
0: And I didn't find one necessarily like film score related, but this one is called Another Trilogy. And so this could be, since I figure some of us will have at least trilogies, if not more parts of a franchise. I was like, we'll just do this. So pretend it's your favorite Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, whatever thing. Um, who wants to start?
1: Oh, Cassandra does. Okay. Oh yeah.
0: I don't know what's going on, but okay. Just tell me a plural noun. Your choice. Uh Chrissy should not have made her go first. You're so mean. Make Chris go first. Okay. <laughs> boobs. Chris can go first with boobs. Casey, verb ending in S. Fucks. Thank you. <laughs> that was good.
3: Cool right
0: okay, now Cassandra, give me a noun. Um uh, tree. Okay. Plural noun for me, I'm gonna say Blabia. <laughs> Chris, a noun. Penis. And oh Casey, this is a good one. <laughs> Government position. Fuck, okay. <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. No.
1: Hello,
2: under the Lincoln desk.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not putting that.
2: <laughs> On top of the Lincoln desk, Rear Admiral.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Casey, is that what you want to go with?
2: Yeah, we'll go ahead and take Chris's and go with Rear. Admiral,
0: okay, Cassandra, a noun, floor adjective for me, obviously, certifiably <laughs>
1: luckable,
0: Chris, an occupation,
1: proctologist,
0: nice, that's a good one, okay, Casey, a noun,
2: stirrups. Stir Jiggedy. up. <laughs> oh, stir up. Okay. Yeah. Because
0: it's not a plural noun. Uh, okay. Cassandra, an adjective bouncy. Ooh, good one. Plural noun for me. How about nipples? Light sabers. <laughs> okay. Chris, this is I think you're gonna have a good one for this. A relationship. Like mother, brother, father, etc. Fuck buddy. Yeah, good one. (laughs) Casey, a part of the body.
2: Anus.
0: (laughs) Finally, Cassandra, a chemical.
3: Caffeine caffeine
1: that is a very important chemical
3: yes all right
2: the elixir of life
0: Exactly.
1: ambrosia
0: that's wine as the elixir of life
1: <laughs> well the way you want you'll be immortal
0: exactly okay You're the only one this is a good one at the beginning already star boobs the empire fucks back is a thrilling movie, ranging from the tree fields of the planet Hoth, is it Hoth or Hoth? Hoth. Hoth, to the labia of Dagobah, and ends in Penis City of the planet Bespin. Han, Rear Admiral Leia, and the droids escape from Hoth on the damaged floor Millennium Falcon. However, soon after escaping, the certifiably fuckable Darth Vader <laughs> captures them on, the bes- on Bespin. Meanwhile, Luke Proctologist, in a bid to strengthen his knowledge of the stirrup, (laughs) finds Yoda, one of the most bouncy Jedis ever, on the planet Dagobah. While there, Luke trains as a Jedi, but learns his lightsabers are in danger, and heads to Bespin. While attempting to be the hero, he learns that Vader is his fuck buddy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he is sort of viably fuckable
0: loses his anus and is rescued himself it ends with han frozen in caffeine and the rebels on the run all right well you know what i think that's the like the second one where darth vader has been certifiably fuckable i am sure i remember another one where that that came up
2: i believe you are correct
0: so i think the universe is trying to tell me something
1: yeah that you get leather daddy issues
0: Hmm. Yeah, dude. He has a thing
2: for that Oakland Raiders helmet.
0: Keep the helmet on, but everything else can come off. All right.
1: so. You really want to be bagging somebody that asthmatic? They might keel over and die.
0: Yeah, that's true. Probably in a few seconds because I'm pretty good at my craft. At
2: the end, as freaking Palpatine was at the end of...
0: Anybody that says they would fuck Palpatine has got some serious issues that go way beyond leather daddy issues. Just saying.
1: Some bitches are attracted to power.
0: I'm attracted to power, but not that much. Anyway, like I'd fuck Bill Clinton, but I wouldn't fuck Palpatine. Like, ew. There, there's, a, there's a line. You
2: fuck Donald Trump.
0: No. Ew. God. Okay, Let's. I gotta get that out of my head. God damn you, Casey. I'm still so right. getting
2: kicked off this freaking show before we even get Blech. to the top fives.
0: Blech. Okay. Uh, so, yes. So since cassandra is new to casey and i i really have no idea how much we're gonna have in common um i have sent my six choices to chris so he will confirm how many i get right of casey's list um chris and cassandra why don't you guys guess how many think you think you'll have in common with each other
1: i'm guessing we're gonna have two in common
3: i think at least one for sure I mean, no, you know what? Yeah, I think two. I think you're
1: right. Cool. And, I, and I'm going to guess one each for Amanda and Casey. I, Scratch I, that. One for Casey, zero for Amanda.
0: I kind of think zero for me and you as well. And I think I'll have
1: two with Casey. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up. I, looking back at my list, I think, I think you and I are going to have one in common and it's not one you'll expect. Okay.
2: Will it be one that you regifted to her? Mommy. Well,
1: I mean, everything with her is a regift.
0: <laughs> well, I guessed while you were trying to get into the meeting that uh that you were gonna have Titanic. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: yeah, she did. We said so
0: that's that's why you're having such a hard time getting in. You couldn't decide whether or not Titanic
1: was your number one. Well, that and I was so busy rubbing one out, but the penny was still so low. <laughs>
2: Actually, I believe her statement was, "You were having a hard time deciding whether Titanic or The Notebook was going to make your list."
1: Yeah, it was a tough call.
0: I I, I don't blame you.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, which one's The Notebook?
1: Um. It, the is what? that word the cover has two white people almost kissing in the rain? <laughs> yes,
0: that's every Nicholas it, Sparks it's book. The one yes.
1: that George
2: prefers over The Godfather. Yes.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, Why don't we start with Casey and then um, Chris and Cassandra and then me. that work? Sure. All right, Casey. What's your number five? We can't hear you.
2: Do I get to say how many I figure I'm going to have?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Rude.
2: I'm guessing two with Queenie, definitely one with Chris, and Probably the same. Well, we already kind of sort of had this discussion, but we'll. All yeah, you. One yeah, we standard. did.
3: You
0: two already. Yeah, we already know about your stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're all right, right there.
2: So, yeah.
0: Well, technically, gender, if you're one
2: with Chris, two with Queenie.
0: If we're going to count it like that, then I'm going to have at least one with everybody. So.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah. We'll see. All right, Casey, you go. Number five. Okay, so um, I'm personally, when I made my list, I'm not going off of pure quality necessarily as much as scores that have resonated with me personally. So with that said, my number five pick is from the 1984 horror classic, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and it is Charles Bernstein's Nightmare on Elm Street theme.
0: Okay. I kind of figured you might have that. And it it doesn't have to be one specific track from the score, but yeah. I mean, mean, that's kind of what people know best. The score
2: kind of sort of evolves and plays itself out and changes all throughout the franchise.
0: but it was very chilling.
2: Yes. Oh, and I'll kind of add more when I reveal my num my number four. But
0: okay, Cassandra. Sorry, I also meant to tell you if we if somebody names one and it's on your list, then after they say, then you can say, yeah, that was like we'll we'll talk about him at the same time. So, like, if I had had his, I would have said, yeah, it's on my list too, and we would talk. Well,
2: about when it we get to number four, you can admit that it's on your list so
0: okay um yeah that's a good pick chris doesn't do horror but i mean you know that theme right everybody knows it
2: yeah yeah for sure
0: it's very chilling i taught myself to play it on the piano
2: (laughs) yeah i mean well that that is technically really part of how i made my five choices too was um i don't think anything on my list is not immediately recognizable even if you haven't seen the movie
0: yeah well and that's kind of the testament of a not the only but a good film score is that you hear the first five seconds and people know exactly what it's from
2: so yeah I think you can honestly hear the first two seconds of all five of mine and (laughs) nice know what movie they came from
0: all right well Chris what do you have for number five
1: uh, so so Henry Mancini is the, kind of like one of the godfathers of, of movie soundtracks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, was the John Williams of his day with, with the number of, of movies he cranked out and, and award nominations. And this one's also from probably my second favorite John Wayne movie. And that's Hitari, uh from
0: 1962.
1: Nice. And even if you haven't seen Hitari. Everybody knows "Baby Elephant wolves. yeah. Um, or may yeah. not they not know the name of the song, right? But they
0: knows the song, right? Right. Kind
1: of, kind of backing up for a second on top of what Casey said when he started his is is these are our five for me, not necessarily the greatest, but five that that take me somewhere, right? Right. And I remember watching Atari a countless number of times with my parents. And loving the movie every time. And it seemed like every time we watched it, we had company over and they didn't know what was about to happen in certain <laughs> parts of the movie. Because you know it's a John Wayne movie and there's animals, so you think they're going to kill them. And they're, they're trapping them for zoos. Mm. Uh, and so uh, it's a great movie. It's a lot of fun. And uh, like all good soundtracks, uh, it's, it's a character of itself in the movie.
0: Yeah. Which is also important. Because which I
2: mean, yeah that was pretty much where i was going with mine was yeah all five score movies, makes the movie yeah all five of my choices well except for the one because that's like 50 some odd movies but um <laughs> yeah every one of these choices without if you take the score out of the other movies you have a big hot Steaming pile of shit. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And that analogy will come up again here in a minute when I get to my number four.
0: Oh well, okay. Anyway, uh, we'll get there. All and right, just say <laughs> at least <what> My number <laughs> four is.
3: big hot steaming pile of shit. Is your number four? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. So you're doing uh, Ghostbusters two as your as your number four? Fuck you! Yeah. He's <laughs> doing the scene from
0: Bridesmaids where she takes a shit in the middle of the street in New York.
3: <laughs> All right, Icky, Cassandra, what's your number five? Um, this is actually a, well, I think there's more than three of them now, but I went with the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Nice, yeah it's just it's recognizable it ties into the whole themes of the movies and it's so adventurous it really is it kind of perks me up when it comes on me too like it it makes you want to get up and
0: do something like right like it makes you want to (laughs) go on an adventure
3: exactly exactly it turns everything into an adventure
2: well and again it's one of those things where i don't necessarily think the movie would have gone completely in the garbage without the score, but the score for that franchise is definitely a significant character in the franchise.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Without that score, yeah, those movies definitely would not have done so well. Yeah.
2: I mean, you still have, obviously, the comedic sense of Johnny, but,
0: mm -hmm. you know... All the action scenes need that music. It's just so, like
2: heroic and powerful well i mean it adds a pluckiness to all the sword fights and
3: plucky
2: plucky and
1: and, and it's a great homage to all the old swashbuckler movies Uh, yeah yeah. a little bit captain blood in it it's got a little bit of uh of of the buccaneer in it And, Uh, and so it just evokes that we're doing gangster shit at sea feeling And I
3: don't know, you probably aren't as familiar with this one, but um, Muppet Treasure Island, the score for that one also has the same kind of feel to it. I love Muppet Treasure Island. (laughs) I
0: love all the Muppets movies. I love Muppets. Yeah, me too. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: Um, Pirates was on my long list. It didn't make my top five, but it was Mm -hmm. definitely in the conversation. Mm -hmm. So, Uh awesome. Okay, well, my number five is one i think casey might have if we were going to have a third one i think this would be it and i actually did i think list it in my list for that i sent to chris but now i'm not really sure we're gonna see um it's not the one that we talked about earlier i ended up making it an honorable mention um i was going to include one that was going to piss chris the fuck off but we'll
2: get to it yeah you were
0: (laughs) um okay mine is from 1960 bernard herman's score for psycho so freaking good the strings and all of that music okay so that's your that's your number six your honorable mention oh seven sorry um i mean obviously we all know the intro the and everybody knows Mm -hmm. that music as soon as it comes on but even just aside from that part and then obviously the shower scene with the
1: reek reek reek
0: the whole movie just has this low undertone of string music that is ominous and and it's been used in like other movies it was used on the show ratchet like just that like kind of background like eerie like you know something's gonna happen but it's so like mild and measured that you don't know what's gonna happen until the loud music comes on so i love psycho so you didn't have that one Casey. anybody else have that no, I didn't think so, but
2: that's okay. This doesn't do horror. I,
1: I have do... seen, hold, hold on, hold on. Everybody's a, a horror classic because all of the horror is in your mind. It's not, it's not a slasher flick. They're not dumping blood on screen. The only air quote blood you see is in the shower scene. And even then you don't see it gushing out of an artery.
0: Well, the original Halloween is like that, too. You don't see any blood except for two, like, two seconds. Now, all the subsequent movies are completely different, but nobody gets killed yeah. in that movie until, like, halfway through the movie, and even then, you don't really... Like, as far as you seeing some... Well, I guess it's not true. You see the beginning. All right, never mind. But it's, it's similar to Psycho in that way. It's not in-your-face gore.
1: And Hitchcock is a whole other level from other... Writer, yeah.
2: directors of the genre hitchcock there's a level of intelligence to the or that isn't necessarily <clears throat> i'm not a slasher hater obviously we've had this discussion before but yeah it,
0: it's not for everyone it,
2: the psychological stuff does tend to be a lot more scarier mm-hmm. so Speaking of Halloween (laughs) and going along the lines with what I was discussing about how a really incredible score can take a movie from being basically moments away from being shit-canned by the studio to making it what some will consider to be one of the... Definitely, most classic films of the the genre, let alone a classic film of all time. But it would be John Carpenter's score for his Halloween.
0: That was my number two.
2: I knew it was going to be there. That was one yeah, of the I two knew. that I knew we were. I going knew to have. we'd have that one.
0: Yeah, it's it's epic it, the timing of the music like the the change in, like the sharp note and then the timing change like how it it's just so it like jolts you because it's not in time with the way you think it should be so it like immediately makes you go like whoa and that's just the opening score i mean the the rest of the score is also really oh, good it's like
2: that all the way from baby michael killing his sister all the way through him getting shot and falling off the damn balcony
0: yeah, and the fact that he wrote spoiler it, spoiler alert, he wrote it so quickly too, which is just John Carpenter's a genius. All of his scores are really, really good.
2: I don't even remember what the time frame was, but I remember
0: it was in a few days, I think. It was a really short
2: time that he wrote. Well, yeah, because at one point, I believe that as the story goes, there was the studio watched all the footage edited together without the score and they were literally ready to pull the plug because it was that bad of a movie, and then literally he stepped in and wrote the score and added it. And,
0: People were know, terrified.
2: Apples and oranges here.
0: Cassandra, do you like horror movies,
3: or are you kind of in the same boat with Chris? I mean, I watch some. Sometimes, usually, when Chris isn't around, but <laughs> it's not one of my favorite genres. I don't Oh, searching them out or anything like that gotcha
0: but yeah halloween's one of the most recognizable scores ever as well like that at least the opening sequence music like every that main title everybody knows it
2: as far as like slasher scores go i would put halloween probably about that far ahead of nightmare on elm street for recognition
0: it's way farther ahead of it than that, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> do we need to step outside and throw hands?
0: Well, I'd rather do it on camera for everybody to see.
2: Um, no, because I don't <laughs> want to have everybody make fun of me for getting my ass kicked by a girl.
0: Why is that got to be the thing? Why can't it just be by Amanda? Why is it got because I'm a girl? I'll punch your ass in the next year. All right. Anyway, Chris, I'm guessing you did not have that one.
1: Uh. It made my not at all list.
2: <laughs> not at all list.
1: Whatever.
2: Trademark twenty twenty two.
0: You you can't acknowledge that that music is epic and no no it, amazing it's iconic. Okay. Uh and,
1: It's not and your John favorite. Carpenter, I got it. Uh, the, the movies of his own that he has scored, uh, I I'm a fan of several of them. Uh, Ghosts of Mars is a horribly underrated movie. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, then es- Escape from New York.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And The Fog. The Fog, which is a, is a cheesy horror movie, but The Fog has a really great score to it as well. So all right. Well, Chris, what is your number four?
1: So this is another one of those that, that takes me to a certain place. Um hopefully not
2: it, the bathroom.
1: Uh I mean for a couple scenes. Um <laughs> And that's from, from 1997 Starship Troopers by Basil Polidors. Nice. And it's not necessarily the, the movie that takes me somewhere. It's my love for the book. Um, and I'm not going to tell the whole story, but but when I was uh, uh, 9, 10 years old, I, I had always watched science fiction with my father. And, and some things happened, basically we went toy shopping and I found something that I wanted he mentally connected to Starship Troopers the novel in his book and we got home and he he loaned me his 1950 something paperback
0: nice of
1: Starship Troopers and I read that thing so many times it fell apart
3: Uh, oh
0: I'm
1: a a huge lover of the book and the 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 movie is is in principle faithful to the book uh and, and the the sheer War movie propaganda, we're gonna win. Sound of the movie <laughs> is just perfect for uh, the satire that Verhoeven was trying to create.
0: Nice. I don't really remember it that much. I've only seen the movie a couple of times. It's been a while, but I mean, I could see how that would be a good, a good kind of movie score to go with. I like it. It's a fun movie.
1: Yeah, for sure don't watch the second one watch the rest of them i, I, haven't,
0: it. I haven't seen the second one no, no. thanks <laughs> it turned into very... a horror
1: movie it used some of the same actors in different roles like nobody was fucking paying attention
2: <laughs> i don't think i need all the fingers on this hand to count the number of sequels that i enjoy more than the original
0: yeah same
1: which is also its own episode um yes it should be its own episode
0: well we talked about it we need to get on it
2: but oh so we discussed Part of it yesterday, but yeah. And now you and I kind of sort of discussed it yesterday.
0: Only if you keep your mouth shut while I talk about Ghostbusters Two. Although I don't enjoy it more than the original, so that's not really that's not really fair. You can
3: live,
1: but I utter. utter, It's not.
0: I like it.
1: Horrible. You're horrible. All right. It's it's Jurassic Park Two bad.
0: No, no. you take that
1: back! No, 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 Jurassic
0: Park Two is pure Um, hot garbage.
1: I mean, I'd rather watch Uh, Weekend at uh, Bernie's Two again
0: than Ghostbusters Two. Are you fucking kidding me? No. All right. Anyway, I I would
1: almost rather watch Alien Three again. (laughs) Almost.
0: All right, Cassandra. What's your number four? Tired of getting hated on by your husband.
3: So this. Okay. So mine. Is I had this on tape back in the day, and I darned,
2: oh. shut yes, millennials, there was this thing called videotapes no, no,
1: cassette and cassette, tape. Tape.
3: And
2: cassette, cassette tapes, tapes, tapes as well. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> I had Not this on CDs. cassette tape, and I wore this thing out so bad, but it was so amazing. And this is for Star Trek 2. Oh, okay, yes,
1: it is excellent. That's my number two.
0: Yeah. Oh. And the and so the score in the second one's better than the original?
3: Are they completely Yes.
1: I, They're completely
0: exposure, different. I yeah. Seen Star Trek,
3: They're so. Different composers and everything and they've got different feels to them and honestly number 2 is the best one.
2: There is no yes. redeeming qualities from the original Star Trek movie.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, there's there
1: are
3: there are but there's also some pretty not great moments in there too so well
1: when, when you take what's supposed to be a tv pilot and stretch it into a feature length movie okay. mm. it normally doesn't end well um the, <laughs> the movie is horribly 70s the hair is horribly 70s the music is there's a couple of good pieces in the first one and the rest of it is somebody fucking some <laughs> garbage yeah that's true. <laughs>
0: Okay, and what and what year was that? Like ni- early nineties or
1: for what? For Star sure, Trek two, two or eighty two? No, oh,
0: okay, for Trek two. 82, comedy, 82, 82, Yeah, nice. All right, yeah. It's Star Trek movies are one of those things i I should get around to watching, but Star Trek was just never my thing, you know. And I watched it as a kid, but it just didn't interest me. So, not that I think it's bad. It's just not something that's ever really caught my attention. So, uh,
1: just remember the the even ones are always better.
0: Okay, that's good to know.
1: Always
2: better.
0: So, um, two, four, six, 18, four. 22. <laughs> six. There's a lot of
2: yeah. Star Trek movies. I will go with the fact that I will, I'm of the opinion yeah. that there's two, two types of people in the world: Star Wars and Star Trek, and I'm more of a Star Wars fan but um for me the aspects of the star trek movie franchise that i love are two three and four
3: okay
1: well cool i try to compare the two and it, it always kind of kind of irks me if i mean if you ask me which one that i prefer to watch it's star wars but they're not the same Yeah, no you can't No, right one science fiction pure true honest to god science fiction and the other one's a space opera yeah. And, and I love Star Wars. We know this. Uh it's just it, it's hard to compare the two. Um you can't
2: compare the two.
1: Cause... Although both of them have heavily influenced each other. <clears throat> although, that that's right.
0: why I don't understand why, like like what Casey just said, I've I hear that all the time. Oh, it's Team Star Wars or Team Star Trek. And to me,
3: mm-hmm.
0: having only seen one, I still feel like wouldn't they be aren't they the same genre? Why wouldn't you like both?
1: But they're but they're not the same genre. i are really not. Oh. I mean, if you I want to go broad sci-fi? enough, it, but I don't consider Star Wars sci-fi. Uh,
3: so
1: it's more like uh, fantasy? Right. Uh, like space, yeah. opera like, fantasy, yeah. space opera. Science fantasy, space opera, whatever you want to call it. Uh, space opera?
0: I've never heard that.
1: <laughs> sci-fi, in theory, is something that's supposed to be possible. Right? Uh, and, and sci-fi okay. has always been allegorical. Mm-hmm. which There's a lot of allegory in, in Star Wars. Uh, but but you look at uh, Starship Troopers, the the novel, or, or look at the iRobot, uh, which is a collection of short stories, or mm-hmm. you look at, at the original Star Trek series where there's a bunch of social commentary crammed into that show.
0: Well, that's interesting. Okay, well, maybe, I don't know. I'll, I'll put Star Trek on my, I might watch it sometime when I have nothing else to watch list. But <laughs> Just do
2: yourself a favor. If you're going to start, start, start right. with two. it. Wrath the Con
3: okay (laughs)
0: because somehow
1: somehow the writers made Moby Dick interesting yeah Star Trek 2 is Moby Dick
0: okay I like Moby Dick all right I bet you do I do you know I do all right um I'm gonna move on to my number four since we're only at number four here right yes okay My number four is another one that I think Casey's going to have, especially since we've discussed it ad nauseum over the past couple of days. Um, It is 1972 Nina Rota's theme to The Godfather.
2: (laughs) Number two. Um,
0: the, The music throughout the entire Godfather franchise, whether you like the movie or not, like Chris, I know you're like a Godfather, blah, 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 whatever, but the music is so like, powerful and chilling and also you get like the real italian like uh what's the word pomp and circumstance of some of it with the waltzes and the different you know but -hmm. then you get like and then you get the scenes there's a scene in the original godfather and in the second one and I, i think there's probably a similar one in the third i don't remember but it's basically a bunch of things are happening at once so like in the first one Michael has agreed to be the godsend to his nephew and they're at the christening. And so you've got this while he's in the church denouncing (laughs) Satan. He's having his henchmen kill all these people. And the music that they use during that scene, it's not like the main score that everybody knows, but it's so freaking chilling. Like it just puts dread in your heart. As soon as it starts playing, you're like, oh God, something bad's about to happen. And I like when music does that. Like when it first starts and you're like, oh shit, something's, something's going down. And so anyway, um, the only bad thing about it is that so it was nominated for the Academy Award, but they ended up revoking the nomination because he had sampled music from something else prior to that.
2: The name of the award was Best Original Score.
0: Right. And it wasn't an original score, apparently. That all of it won
2: Best Adapted Score.
0: That's not a category. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, love The Godfather, love the music. It's like it's really beautiful and poetic, and so yeah, that's why I picked it. Well, hey, there's two, Casey. I think those are the only two, except for my one that falls into your entire category of a pick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and for future reference, tune into an evening at the movies tomorrow night for more in depth discussion on
0: the Godfather the
2: and the Godfather as well.
0: Um, Chris, I'm guessing you didn't have that, right?
1: Uh, no, no, but that is a great soundtrack,
0: uh, Cassandra. Uh, I didn't have that one. Okay, cool. All right, I think we're back to Casey. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your number? Th- you didn't say it already, right? What's your number three? Uh oh. Why do you look so giddy?
2: <laughs> because this is the one that we're going to throw down over.
0: Uh oh. I'm ready. I'm ready. these are the witch. <sighs> no, but that's actually a good score too. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead, Casey.
2: Ah, Silver I'm not even gonna freaking beat it around the bush. Danny Elfman, Beetlejuice theme. Nice.
0: Okay, Beetlejuice is not the one I picked for you.
2: You picked knew- my number six.
0: Uh, probably Edward Scissorhands.
2: Oh, no. Ooh. oh, I forgot Edward okay. Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. I'm bad. I'm going to my corner and sitting in timeout. Hey, Mr. Um, Elfman
0: fan. You Forgot about Edward Scissorhands. All right.
2: <laughs> well, I naturally go grab. I gravitate to, well, I shouldn't say Beetlejuice was my first introduction to Elfman because it wasn't. Um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure was actually my introduction to yeah. Elfman. But to me, and it's nothing against Edward Scissorhands or Nightmare Before Christmas or anything else that he's done, to me, I can hear the first three notes of the Beetlejuice theme, and it puts a smile on my face. So,
0: Yeah, for
2: sure. I love the movie. I love Elfman's score, and I couldn't leave it off the list. So,
0: well, and I think Number something three. something important to note about Danny Elfman because we Casey, Chris, and I were talking about this on uh, chat the other day. Um, that Chris kind of made the point of all of Danny Elfman's stuff sounds the same, or it could all be put in the same movie, or something to that effect. And I think the important thing to note about that is that that's only true with the Tim Burton movies. Like, I'll give you with his Tim Burton movies, they're all very similar, but Danny Elfman has scored some other stuff that doesn't sound anything like that.
1: Did Tim there Burton was... do Dick Tracy? Uh, I
3: don't
1: I'm
2: right know. I gonna believe so. No. I
3: think maybe the 90s. Just call it
1: 90s. Maybe, maybe Danny it's Elfman. 90s. I'll, yeah, you, you may be right. And it, 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 I mock Elfman of uh, Shut Up Now. <laughs> um, but but he does indeed have some some great soundtracks, and that he has some stuff that's just derivative of his own shit. But I'll, I'll stop there. <laughs> right. But
0: well, yeah, I would, like, like I, I mean, oh, good, Casey.
2: Well, I was just gonna say, like, I listed I mean, I can get the whole. I can get behind the whole idea that he has some stuff that is very cookie cutter and mm-hmm. typical Elfman. But then, you know to a certain extent he in with just a few small a handful of movies at the beginning of his career developed his own style and sound with what three four maybe five soundtracks so and realistically for most of it if you you hear 3 to 5 notes of a Danny Elfman score. You know it's a Danny Elfman score.
0: <laughs> yeah. But he did oh, like um
2: I
1: get let's... it. You're an Oingo Boingo fan.
3: Hey, I like Oingo Some Oingo Boingo.
1: Yeah, What's but wrong with that. Casey's really an Oingo Boingo fan.
3: In fact, I have an Oingo Boingo CD right now in my CD rack.
1: So I, I I didn't realize that Danny Elfman was part of Oingo Boingo.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: he also did like, like he was part of the, uh, like the Goodwill Hunting score, which is really good. And obviously shit movies, shit movies don't make fun of me. It's not about the movie, but the score is actually really decent. He did the 50 Shades of Grey score, and which is completely nothing like anything Tim Burton ish. Um, so it doesn't like, sound like
1: Dick Tracy fucking?
0: No, it does not. It's very, it's not cheeky or any, it's very like dramatic and romantic and, you know, whatever. Um, and no, kind of dark I
2: mean, if somebody so, hadn't pointed it out to me i honestly would never God, know that was wouldn't elfman. have known that he scored 50 shades of gray because it does not sound at all like a typical elfman score
0: yeah i mean if you just go listen to some of it like because i have the score on my apple music for some reason but um but it's good but you know it's it i get what you're saying but i think what
2: i right? I was going to make a smart-ass comment, but I will reserve that for a later date and time.
0: Okay. Hey, I read the books, (laughs) and I am not ashamed of saying that I have read them more than once. You know, whatever whatever floats your boat, whatever twists your knickers, whatever my husband's not complaining. If he gets laid because I read some erotica, then he doesn't care about it. But the movies were kind of stupid. Even though Jamie Dornan is just a gleaming sexual god of like in that accent. Anyway, okay. So whatever. He's hot and he's Irish. Um
1: Chris. Present. What's your number three? <laughs> <Bueller>. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh so know how I thought I was going to shut up about Danny Alpin.
2: <laughs> you put elfman on I your list didn't you? i
1: absolutely put elfman on my list <laughs> um, yeah i was waiting for it <laughs> I, I absolutely put elfman on my list just because a lot of this stuff sounds the same which we all agreed some of it does great right?
2: yeah. um just not Fifty shades of gray
0: wait can we guess which movie or did you just put all of Danny Elfman in one?
1: I sure as shit did not put all of Danny Elfman. Okay.
0: Um...
1: Uh, Cassandra, Cassandra, knows she doesn't get to say anything.
3: Uh, yeah, I gotta.
1: Uh, so, yes, Casey, you and Amanda can guess. It's
3: not hard to guess, really. Have we already named it?
1: We have not.
0: Oh. It's not Spider Man?
1: It is indeed not Spider Man.
0: Okay. I don't, I can't think of what else
1: he's you're, done that we uh, Smack yourself or not. <laughs> oh,
0: Batman!
3: Is it
1: Batman? Yeah. Well, yeah, keep okay. guessing. <laughs> oh, it is Batman. It's Batman. Was,
3: okay. Like you said, you're said you going to smack yourself for not getting yeah. it. <laughs> mm. um, and,
1: and this is another one of those the movie takes me to a certain place. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I... I watch as much Batman West as a kid because that's what was available, right? right? And then the 89 movie came out and uh, there, there are moments during that movie where Tim Burton is smart enough to call the fucking <laughs> dialogue and let the music tell the story. Yeah, and, and Just the main theme and the, the opening bit at the beginning where you're going through what you find out is the bat symbol is mm-hmm. iconic. Yeah, so much so that they, they no borrowed that clue for him to write just the intro to the Batman animated series.
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah, I make a lot of jokes about everything sounding like Batman because a lot of his stuff does. But it fit Batman so well. It it's did. such a great character in that movie. I love it.
2: It fit Tim Burton's Batman. Well,
1: yeah, it fit that version What's of it? Batman.
0: Just uh, like it- Han Zimmer's stuff, you know, with the Dark Knight, is like fucking amazing, but it's a completely different kind of Batman.
2: Okay, so sure. I wasn't, I wasn't referring to the Han Zimmer stuff. I was well, more no, referring to the Joel Schumacher hot garbage.
1: Well, I, I think Schumacher was in a horrible place because it, it's hard to do that dark and still entertaining, and mm-hmm. Schumacher went in the too campy direction, and let's let's be honest. Tim Burton got real close to campy on the first two movies, but he knew how to ride the line. Uh, Schumacher see, snorted the line and went right the fuck past it.
0: So I know, as I yeah. think, Casey, have you listened to my moral combat episode yet? So the we, one
2: that I'm going to the, No, you haven't. You had already told edit- me.
0: Yeah. So I, I was on an episode of another podcast, moral combat, and they do, uh, basically like brackets like drafts and then you argue your choices and so this one was about worst movie sequels and um the actually the person i went up against had batman robin and um so i think everybody kind of has done their own take with batman and i think it depends on what you like if you want to go back to adam west that version of batman I'm sorry that Batman and Robin is like the closest you're going to get to that TV show as far as with like the cheese and the booms and the pals and the, and the Mr. Freeze with uh ice to meet you, like the stupid cheesy ass bullshit. Like Batman and Robin, I hate it. I thought it was terrible. And I'm not saying not Batman and Robin, uh, Batman forever. But I, I thought Batman and Robin, like, you this is what we talk about. It's a good comic book movie. It's not a good movie it's not a good like even maybe batman movie if you like tim burton's batman or you like um christopher nolan's batman they're all different
1: but it's a good comic book movie if you've never read older darker or frank miller batman this whole new kinder gentler batman doesn't kill bullshit drives me nuts
0: I think
2: because it's ultimately hard. Ultimately, Batman does not have superpowers.
1: No, it, it, in the old days, Batman stacked bodies like cordwood.
0: I think yeah. it's hard, though, especially as a franchise and, and to make a franchise in movies to present your hero when they're a killer. I mean, I'm with you, but I think that's a hard thing to for audiences to swallow, which is why people like superheroes and they, you know, they I love Batman. Like-
1: in there, we had like 17 powers. Death Wish movies, right? We had...
0: No, but but he was a cop. That's different.
1: No, okay. he was a murderer.
0: Okay. I mean, I see what you're saying, but especially to be family friendly, I think it's a hard line to toe. Sure. You know, I, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I think for Batman to be an overall success worldwide with families too, he can't just be, you know, like a vengeful... Like he's the voice of vengeance and and justice, but he can't be too far over the line. That's just my opinion.
1: You can only kill them if they have names.
0: (laughs) No, you can only kill them if their name in the script is Henchman 2, 3, or 4. Nobody's going to remember them. It's fine. (laughs)
3: Henchman number six? Exactly. (laughs) All right. doesn't have a last name. Yeah.
0: Henchman number six, 2.0. Yeah, there you go. Good choice. I can't believe you guys both picked an Elfman. I'm so excited about that. And I, did I didn't not, even have one. I did
2: not think, after the way he was talking the other day, I was like, there's no way in hell Chris is putting any Elfman on. And
1: that was not even intended as a misdirect, right? I, I, I genuinely dislike how cookie cutter some of his stuff is. I remember watching Dick Tracy in the theater and thinking, do they just use the fucking Batman score? <laughs> Well, I love
0: Beetlejuice, and I love Batman, um, and I and I love Edward Scissorhands, which should not make my top five, but it's on my long list, and I wasn't sure which one Casey was going to go with, so.
2: I told you 50-50, and. Well, Edward Scissorhands 50. didn't even make your 50. Well, okay. I was assuming you were 50-50-ing between Beetlejuice and Nightmare Before Christmas.
0: Okay. I, you know, didn't really think about Nightmare Before Christmas that much. Okay. Cassandra, what's your number three?
3: Okay. So, my number three is a sequel, actually. Um, the the movie, I think, would have totally bombed without this soundtrack, honestly. Didn't do as great as they were hoping, I'm sure, but it would have sucked a lot more. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> The movie is Tron Legacy. It oh. has the soundtrack by Daft Punk and it is amazing. Nice. I had never see that, but I wanted to. I was a big fan of the original Tron movie uh, forever when I was growing up and everything. And so when they announced, oh my gosh, there's another one. Oh yeah. I'm in. So yeah, I, course, I love the original. Yeah. And so the, the the new one was was good too, and the soundtrack on it was excellent. So Daft Punk did the scoring, or is it all mm-hmm. songs too? Or okay, no, they did the scoring. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. I, I think they wrote and
1: produced, or wrote yeah. and performed. Sorry, and
3: performed. Yeah, they did both.
1: Interesting.
3: I didn't even know that.
0: I didn't know they had that kind of talent. It's impressive. Me neither. <laughs> well, they're,
1: they're French, so you know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: avec okay. moi?
1: no casey i don't yeah
2: <laughs> that's i'm sorry that's no thank you part of the french language that i remember
0: <laughs> no wonder i get such great service at cafe maurice okay <laughs> um okay well good pick yeah i i still need to watch that i know george saw it and he said he thought it was good but i'm i'm writing these down so i can go check out the scores later too so i'll,
1: I'll check that
2: out i've heard mixed reviews and that's why i haven't watched it yet but
1: it's, it's the, that standard sequel of they waited so long that you're not going to get what you wanted. Yeah. Because the, the buildup was so long in your mind that, okay, uh, the only way it's going to be good is if, is if they top the original, get close to the original. It, it, if you're looking for that level of sequel, you're going to be sorely disappointed. If you're looking for good acting, good effects, uh, good story, and just a lot of fucking fun to watch, I think you'll be happy with it.
0: Okay, cool, okay, so we're gonna move on to my number three then, and um, I don't care if anybody mocks me or not. You cannot dispute that the music in this film is not epic, and I'm not even talking about the main love theme of the movie, which was played to death, that everybody grew to hate. I'm talking about just the score on its own, <laughs> fucking incredible.
3: <laughs> I don't
0: um 1996 James Horner's Titanic
1: yeah. The boat funky sink get over it
0: it's not about that we're talking about the music bite my ass shut up
2: <laughs> and the band oh, yes. played on until the bitter end exactly. yeah, blah, blah, blah 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 and it took two hours for a freaking boat to sink
0: I mean James Horner is another one of those like I mean if you have to name like three just off the top of your head you know, it for me it's john williams hans zimmer james horner like they're just Mm -hmm. the first ones i think of and not that the other ones we're mentioning aren't you know elfman and you know
3: yeah
0: i just he's i don't know something about i mean the score to titanic is just so beautiful it's very you feel kind of like it brings the emotions of what's happening on screen like especially with just like it being kind of wistful and romantic and like a yearning feeling like you kind of feel like what rose is feeling with the
2: like with a lot of the other stuff that we've already talked about it's another character in cast list of
0: <laughs> the sorry the way you said that sounded so dickish like the stuff we've already talked about 20 times already <laughs> Jeez. I would
3: yeah.
1: be... All i know is if, if just... rose's got a yearning she should see a doctor for that
0: you know, <laughs> it, you don't have to like the movie. Does it too. yearn when
1: she fees <laughs> well,
0: It probably I'm does after she got banged the in the I, of that car.
2: <laughs> I'm not gonna. I've told the story before, and I'll tell it again till I'm blue in the face. First time I saw it, I got kicked out of the movie theater for standing up and cheering when Leo sank to the bottom of the Atlantic. Anyway, not my fault. Rose didn't let him on the freaking door.
0: We're not gonna it's argue yes, about this. We're not gonna talk about this. We're not gonna talk <laughs> about this. Um, my heart you will go Antarctica. on was obviously played way too much it was a beautiful yes. song and it got ruined like just the sheer volume mm-hmm. of which it was played like just oh and it made me mad because this I is why really... you don't want like canadians do love themes yeah <laughs> um yeah her songs tend to be like that i know she had that one from up close and personal that i really liked and they played that one over and over, yeah. and over too. but um but besides my heart will go on which obviously the that music from that song is incorporated into the score. I just the score by itself, I it was one of the few scores I ever actually went and bought on CD or whatever. Like because I just wanted to listen to that music. So anyway, I love it. I don't care what anybody says. It's beautiful. It it pulls at my heartstrings and James Horner is a talented mofo.
1: No, I, I had to force myself to not put okay. a second James Horner uh on my list so i, I get it
0: okay. yeah he's, he's awesome all right so there you go um all right so casey we know that your number two was the godfather
2: cc si, si, senor
0: oh okay um well, we know that my number two was halloween so we've got k uh chris and Cass- there are too many c k no, no <laughs> we don't have
1: my number two cassandra should, uh, did my number two as well so we- oh, so, we so we have to the number ones well
3: what, what's cassandra's number
1: two Got never... my
3: number two yet, Chris? Yeah. I, I
1: said we've got yours. So we on oh, to the number then, one. Okay,
0: sorry.
1: I... <laughs> Fucking hell, women! Listen,
3: shit. <laughs> Eat a dick. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Eat a whole bag of dick. I was about to say dick. even a bag. A whole bag works. <laughs> all right. So my number two is it's more. This is more on the same topic of it's more meaningful to me. Um, it's actually a true. Well. Is it- count as a trilogy or should i go for six i don't know but um at least three movies and and yeah the so uh, this one is for fellowship of the ring basically lord of the rings okay Uh, the lord of the rings i don't know if you want to count hobbit in there as well i don't know but at least the fellowship is the one that got me through a lot because that movie was around for me um, that was about around when my parents were getting divorced oh. was when that movie was was out in theaters and I ended up, that was my escape just to get out is reading the book and going to see that movie and I think I saw that movie like 11 times in the theaters. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> impressive. And yeah, and I had the soundtrack listened to that all the time and um, I also bought the NES CD that kind of went along with it and listen to the heck, listen the heck out of that one too. So, so can you
0: listen to it now or does it, is it too painful for you?
3: Oh no, I can listen to it now. That's fine. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cause I will say about that was, you know, we've all kind of talked about it a little bit, but I think the way that like a piece of music can resonate with you emotionally can Mm -hmm. sometimes like for me with Titanic, that's another reason it's on my list is because At that time in my life, I, you know, was madly in love and thought I was gonna get married and just, you know, all this stuff. And then, you know, we broke up shortly after and I was Mm -hmm. Titanic was still kind of a big deal. So it changed from being with that person to not being with that person, changed how the music affected me. And now Mm -hmm. it doesn't really as much, but there was a long period of time when I couldn't listen to it Mm
3: -hmm. just
0: because it was like it brought back such like raw emotion. So Mm -hmm. that's how you know music is good. Damn.
3: Yeah, that, 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 that's how I was with the song, uh, So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday. I loved that song. God. And then it ended up being the last song that we played right before I left my absolute favorite school, my middle school. And we Aww. moved cities all together. And so for years after that, I just I couldn't hear that song without just tearing up and getting all crying and emotional and stuff. So. Is
0: there anybody that didn't dance to that song at a middle school dance? <laughs> <laughs> Probably Chris because he was too cool for those dances.
1: I don't that... dance, I just pull on my pants to do the rockaway.
0: Hey, oh my god! I have a picture of you <laughs> and me dancing at a Christmas dance. So you can't say that was in high school, though. But you can't say you didn't ever dance. <laughs> so good choice. Uh, so a do...
2: Picture or didn't it didn't happen.
1: I, it, it happened.
0: I, I posted it. I and don't Chris remember. Me. I, I, let
1: me rephrase that. I vaguely remember it.
0: We weren't each other's dates, but... No, no, we were were not. there for whatever... Yeah, no. no. (laughs) We were not. (laughs) But we did share a dance. We got a party pick of it.
1: Not not that there would have been a problem with us being each other's date. It just would have been a, you're going to him? Why? Eh, Nobody else would.
0: Yeah.
1: If you and I had gone on a date, there might have been a hearty handshake. And that's not a euphemism for anything. It should have been, yeah, you done? Cool, It's not like hallway sex. Not even that, right? It would have been like, uh, there's your fucking door.
0: I think if we had ever gone on a date, the world might have imploded.
1: Or one of us might have died.
0: Probably. At the
1: other one's hand.
0: And probably not even halfway through the night.
1: Right, right. Like we'd have gotten the other person's car and started stabbing. Whatever, you love me.
0: It's okay. We could just handle each other in small doses in high school.
1: Right, right.
0: Hey, you gave me the best nickname anybody's ever given me, so I can't hate you. Exactly. Queen. Um, no, Killer. You've more.
1: Killer is way cooler than Queenie.
0: I mean, I love Queenie. In fact, I'm going to start wearing my I... crown on these podcasts, okay. but...
2: <laughs> but the Queenie nickname came about from my ineptitude at trivia challenges, so it just kind of stuck. So...
0: And then the Queen of Everything.
1: Yeah, the killer nickname came from me (laughs) trying to calm her down from fucking murdering somebody in class one day. Easy killer. (laughs) Got her laughing. So it stuck. Yeah. It stuck.
0: Yeah. All right. So I know Cassandra and Casey's number one, and I'm guessing Chris is too. But yeah, he knows. I guess just let, did you guys all do the exact same thing? That's what I want to
1: know. No. No. Not exactly. Okay be close enough
2: i freaking went with because i couldn't pick to, you could do a top five list alone just on his yeah work and so, even then you're still going to leave out amazing scores
1: just 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 say the name just, just say I, the composer name
2: john williams Need can i go
0: first so i can say the one because i only picked one
2: Okay, okay, well, go ahead, and
0: then and then we can discuss his entire catalog because that's what everybody else picked. Well, I I awesome only picked
1: I right? only picked one trilogy franchise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
3: Well, it's not even trilogy. <laughs> yeah.
1: there was yeah. a trilogy, and then it, <laughs> it a... was
0: for a hot minute.
1: A nonology.
0: How okay. Is that's word? Well, I don't know. Mine was Jurassic Park. That was the one that I picked,
3: which is in the same boat as Chris. we running up broad. on six
1: movies. Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. John well, I, Williams, yeah, John Williams. Oh my God, the goat yeah. and Jurassic Park is is around this time. That that soundtrack was one of the first ones that kind of sparked my interest in scores and got me actually listening oh. to scores all the time. Yeah, and that the Jurassic Royal
1: Park theme is fucking iconic. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
3: Well, I mean- and that's why I picked it.
2: Almost every I mean freaking the theme from Star Wars freaking Raiders of the Lost Ark ET Jurassic Park Jaws Jaws Yeah Harry Potter Harry yeah. Potter
3: uh um, right. Yeah I So Chris what did Home Alone there? I I oh, picked, yeah. Home Alone yeah
1: and let me read my exact notes here Star Wars fucking all of them
3: yeah <laughs>
0: nice. uh
1: yeah. exact notes um, just just the way he interlaces little bits of his own music, so you so you know what the character's thinking, or or the connection of the characters. Perfect example: uh, episode seven, when when Han and Leia reunite and they have that hug. There's that little snippet of Han and Leia's theme from Empire.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Or or at the end of episode three, when Uncle Lars is looking at the setting sons of Tatooine, you hear just a little bit of the Tatooine oh, that, theme from from when A New Hope.
2: Luke was doing that in episode four. Oh yeah. god. It, yeah.
1: And I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I teared up a little bit in the movie theater <laughs> when that happened. Um or like the when the man interlaces things, it, it brings back those those emotions.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure. When they get out Darth, when they first put the mask, when they like are first getting to put the mask on Darth Vader, and you just hear the very low, subtle, um, da, 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 but it's just yeah, so, a little like, bit of
1: Vader's theme. Or when they first introduced Anakin, and you had that quick, quick snap of Vader's theme when you're like, oh, that's fucking genius. Yeah. And then, and then let me just say I love people that do that. Fucking Duel of the Fates. Oh, God.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah just that just that right <laughs> just there is that. enough for me Yeah, made the entire prequel franchise stomachable if you take <laughs> that out I don't even know if I could stomach stomachable
1: <laughs> um, honestly, you, you look at the other eight films it, 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 the Star Wars theme itself is iconic uh, it, it, and a lot of the other themes, the, the attack on the Death Star piece is just beautiful but he actually had an honest to God real budget for uh, Phantom Menace. And, and so he, he finally used all of George's storytelling <laughs> prowess and bringing in all that myth and and legend that George had drawn on mm-hmm. it, it pulled in multiple different types of myth uh, into the chorus of Duel of the Fates. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful piece of music. Yeah. And when I saw that open up the Kenobi trailer a few weeks ago. <laughs> My jaw dropped because it takes you back to that.
2: Yeah. Well, and even, like, I remember when the Duel of the Fates video debuted on MTV.
1: I would do a franchise House to fucking record it because he had MTV.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Millennials. MTV actually played music videos back then. But, yeah, that was... I believe with the exception of like a snippet of a sound bite during like the MTV movie awards or something, Mm -hmm. you know, that was the first official Star Wars video to make MTV.
1: I I believe you're correct. Well, and not
2: necessarily that scores generally get music videos, but I mean,
0: Well, you know, it's crazy to me with with like composers, especially like modern day composers, is that, you know, we know so many musicians and like you hear a snippet of their music and you know immediately who it is. And it's not like that with composers. People don't know their names. Typically, if you're not a huge music fan, there is no way that everyone in the world does not know a John Williams track. Oh yeah, and and you can't even say, oh yeah, that's from Jaws, that's from E.T., that's from, you mm-hmm. know, Indiana Jones, that's John Williams, and it's like people should know this shit. John Williams is like, like the Michael Jackson of the you know score that world, was, or you know what I mean? Like people. My initial know
2: reasoning day. behind making my choice the way I did was because, like, the score for Star Wars even indiana jones and et and oh, jaws E.T. and jurassic park and saving
3: this... private ryan and amistad yeah. and
2: yeah it's all yeah. and on and on beautifully so right yeah uh, it, it's all i mean again it falls under that same category as a lot of the movies that we discussed that you take those out of the movies and what exactly do you have left they're yeah, that I mean...
0: Music it, always makes the movie because oh, it, it
1: does,
2: but
0: it's hard especially to come, in
2: an action
1: or, or a drama, a high drama movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: it's hard to convey emotion without words and without music. Now, if if there's a scene and people are having an emotional talk, you know, music will enhance that, but you don't have to have it. But if it's an action sequence or it's a like a stalker sequence in a movie, if there's no music, you can't convey that. Hey, something scary is about to happen. Get ready! Or hey, somebody's about to have a fight. Like, get ready! Like that's why you have that music so that you know something's about to happen, or to enhance the emotion. So, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: yeah, everything John Williams has ever done—that's a good choice. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't pick any particular. I
1: mean, it's it's cheating, but it's absolutely fine. It's absolutely understandable cheating. Uh, because of of how do you how do you pick from the John Williams discography?
3: <laughs> I'll hey, have I a hard did it. enough time picking the top five from John Williams alone, much less. I, I'm
1: just saying that there's there's no there's so many. Yeah.
2: Well, and that's why I got up on my soapbox when we first proposed the idea for this episode. That I don't care what the hell you two say. I'm freaking. <laughs> I have to put him by himself. Yeah. Going, I'll right. go with individual movies from my other four but when it comes to number one i am going with john williams and if you guys don't like it then then you're wrong yeah,
3: yeah and <laughs> then. yeah well, seven it, was fine
2: and, and honestly <laughs>
1: how, i mean just let's just take indie, right let's just take mm-hmm. indie. how do you separate uh last crusade from raiders
0: Well, and in that case, I would say lump them together.
1: But yeah, well, well, yeah. I'm just saying, but it's like a continuing story, right? Right. Uh Um, even if you don't like Temple of Doom, or you don't like Crystal Skull, or don't like Last Crusade, or whatever,
2: nobody likes Kingdom of the Crystal Skull.
1: I didn't hate it.
0: I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it.
1: (laughs) I enjoyed Kingdom. I, I enjoyed Crystal Skull because. The, the first three are homages to the 30s adventure and on the road movies. Mm. Crystal Skull is an homage to aliens, bad 50s uh, sci fi, yeah. and Red Scare commie movies.
0: Yeah.
2: And when, when you understand see,
1: that, there are, that these movies are homages, right? It I'm makes scared a lot to more see sense. where we're
2: going with number five.
1: I really hope we go to Indy retiring and somebody taking up the mantle. Because yeah. I, I cause love Harrison, Harrison Ford, but he's not in a condition to do no. action. To him. He's, he's not. Like... I mean, he looks a little more sprightly than Clint Eastwood, but that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs>
0: I was actually so I was kind of um impressed we're well, not impressed but just nobody had Nihon Zimmer I mean I had some on my um like I had the Dark Knight and I had Inception which I thought were really I, good and then um okay I so mean, oh sorry go ahead
3: I was gonna say, I mentioned uh, uh <laughs> Muppet Treasure Island yeah but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was on my
0: top list um, and then Back to the Future, I had a really hard time not putting on the list. It's probably like my number six, Alan Silvestri. That, again, with the, the adventure and how oh, well. recognizable it is, and and you know, I, I don't know. But, I mean, Back to the Future is just one of those things you hear the music and again you're like, ooh, ooh, it's yeah. kind of
3: like pirates. Like, let's go do something. <laughs> right, right. Um, I have several honorable mentions. Oh film. yeah, me too. <laughs>
0: Um, well, let me say one more just so I can piss Chris off and then I will let you guys do yours. Um, <laughs> and this one is not about the movies themselves and Casey, I think you're going to kick yourself when you don't realize what, what I was talking about. Um, it's just, I mean, and I actually don't hate the movies, but I know a lot of people do. Um, but it was, uh, Twilight, no Twilight Carter Burwell. That music is beautiful. The, if the, you want
1: to like sparkly vampire movie, I'm not going to It's not about, about it. the fucking movie, <laughs> oh, but
0: <laughs> but actually, I do. But the the Bella's theme, the piano kind of solo thing, and all, I think all the music is good. But that it's very whimsical to me, and I really like it. So, yeah. Uh, Cassandra, what are your honorable mentions?
3: Um, one of them is The Mummy. Oh uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith, very excellent. Mm-hmm. Um another one is Robin Hood Prince of Thieves.
0: Yes, that's on mine too. Yeah,
3: very excellent. Yeah. Uh, so Last good. of the Mohicans is another one. Oh yeah. Uh Total Recall. <laughs> okay. The original or the new one? The original. Okay. The, new one, the original. Cool. The old 80s one. Um and then Gladiator. Gladiator's fantastic. Yes. And the illusionist. I haven't seen that.
2: Oh, That's good. Great.
1: Illusionist well, is also on my uh, honorable mention list. What is? Illusionist.
3: Illusionist.
0: Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Um, really good. I had The Godfather, or not The Godfather, duh. Uh, Gone with the Wind. Did you have Gone with the Wind? No. Am I the only one that likes that movie? Oh,
1: so gorgeous. i never seen it. Uh, frankly, I don't give a damn.
3: Yeah, I knew that was coming
0: um chris what about your honorable mentions i'm
2: so glad you did not hear what i said
1: yeah yeah. um <laughs> I one I'm, I'm kind of shocked nobody else had and i just left it off because i didn't want to do two james horner movies uh and that's glory
3: oh yeah i didn't say avatar either that's another good oh one.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah flash gordon by queen
3: oh mm-hmm.
1: There's more to it than that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Shaft by Isaac Hayes. Oh yeah. And uh, from the 1930, bad mother, watch, watch your, your mouth. Mouth. Yeah. Uh, from from 1938, kind kind of the one that established, uh, or helped establish what great soundtracks should be. Uh, Eric Wolfgang Corngold's uh, Adventures of Robin Hood with Errol Flynn.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that in so long.
1: Such a great movie. Nice.
0: I think I was in
2: single-digit years of age when (laughs) I saw that movie last.
1: Oh, well, watch it again. It probably was too. Errol Flynn and Olivia de Havilland, and it's one of my top uh, sword (laughs) fights of all time is in that movie between uh, Errol Flynn and Basil Rathbone, who got famous for playing Sherlock Holmes. Yeah.
0: Hey, Olivia De Havilland was in *Gone with the Wind*, so there you go. Yes. yes. It.
1: <laughs> uh, Errol Flynn and Olivia De Havilland were a bunch of shit together.
0: Yeah.
2: I still have not seen that movie.
1: What *Gone with the Wind*? Yep. I know it's you a already three said three-hour movie that feels like it takes like seven days.
0: I remember having it on cassette, on cassette or video cassette, and it was four tapes. <laughs> Just oh, like. Oh man. But but Titanic was uh two i remember getting titanic on video cassette I, I waited at blockbuster at midnight to get it when they released it and i remember i was like two cassettes what but
1: gone with the wind is, it is took two visually... hours for
2: the freaking boat to sink
1: right <laughs> the movie lasted longer than the cruise um wow. <laughs> gone with really? the wind is is visually beautiful especially uh the the, the color restoration mm-hmm. um and the music's fantastic. And it's quite groundbreaking, but it hasn't stood up well. It hasn't aged well.
0: Yeah, but but I think it's important to remember that it's a representation of the time because
2: well, it's, the, hard, the, it's hard.
1: It's hard to watch. Well, well, but the the acting style and the diction <sighs> style of of still doing talky movie slash radio talking. Yeah. Uh, that that whole bullshit. Middle Atlantic accent that doesn't actually exist. Yeah. Um, that's what gets me. Is it's just it's almost a caricature at this point.
0: Yeah, that's true. I still think like it's worth a watch, and um, I, I think
1: you yeah. watch it once.
2: Oh no, I I bought it on DVD just for the pure fact that eventually someday it's going to come around that I will sit down and watch it. But you know, well, we what were talked about Coraline yet on An Evening That's at the Movies. That's true. Show, well, would, would you get been around been to doing Gone with the Wind on An
1: Evening at the Movies? Don't don't call me. Don't, I would probably <laughs> not doing that one.
2: So Chris volunteered to come on An Evening at the Movies and discuss Gone with the Wind.
1: I yeah. absolutely did not. Um, um, happened,
0: I'm sorry, so. Chris. Your audio is cutting out. Um, so Casey, what's, what are your honorable mentions?
2: Um, <laughs> I honestly after I went one through five and then added nightmare before christmas at number six gave up at that point because it's like yeah i'm completely happy with this six item list and i don't want to i don't want to go down the rabbit hole and then i start fighting oh shit now i've got to take and move that out of that spot and put that in and well i'm
0: surprised you didn't have silence of the lambs that was on my long list too
2: Oh no! I, don't know. I thought about it at
0: Thriller, thriller esque. Oh, so good.
2: It, All right, so let's. To God, almost knock Nightmare on Elm Street out at number five.
0: What almost did?
2: Silence of the Lambs.
0: Oh. What were you gonna say, Chris?
1: I was oh. gonna see how close you got on the six you sent me, and I think oh. you got four. Okay. Because I'm gonna give you Star Wars. Because here's the list you sent. Star well, Wars, Edward Scissorhands, Psycho, The Godfather, Harry Potter, Halloween. I'm gonna give her Star Wars because all fucking John that falls
2: Williams. falls into the John Williams. Well, right. So
0: does Harry Potter. But I no, it
2: doesn't.
1: It does and it doesn't. John Williams oh. only did the first two. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I I but wasn't... then
2: a lot of that stuff still carried over to elements of the scores for the rest of the movies, though too. All right, fine. Yeah. I'll give her four and a half. Thanks. <laughs> still impressive
0: yeah I did pretty well
2: no I yeah no I figured it could be anywhere in the four to five so the fact that four and a half I'll and take it. honest to God psycho very easily could have made any spot in my top five as well sure so I i honest to god would think that her guesses are probably a successful list of guesses because
0: i know you pretty well
2: on any given day any one of those could have made my top five list i just i went where i went mentally with this list and that's pretty much where i stuck with and that was slasher slasher goofy horror (laughs) mafia and then john williams
1: Yeah, there are just so many options and so many great soundtracks out there uh, in in movies that we didn't even touch on where uh, the music just takes over in spots. 28 days later would have been an okay zombie Mm -hmm. flick without the music, but with the music, it's a really, really good zombie flick.
0: Yeah.
1: That scene where Jim steps out into London and keeps zooming out and he realizes he's by himself. If there hadn't been music there. Oh, Yeah. (coughs) <coughs> that scene would not have worked.
0: Well, it's an I, easy rabbit hole to go down.
1: I can oh, a, easy, oh, God. Yeah, we have do this for days.
2: I can <laughs> easily make a small, moderate, even argument that if you take the score out of even, like, the Goonies, the quality of that goes quicker than shit, too. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, because it's the adventure, you know? Yeah,
2: and it adds that extra dimension of, exc- especially the little... Dun, dun 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 dun, and it helps build the excitement of what's going on.
1: I mean, if the prequels had sounded like Batman flying an X-wing, they'd have sucked even more. <laughs> what Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, that's why I said the yeah. prequels. Well, there is one set of prequels, and there is one trilogy.
0: I don't I don't really care for the prequels. And then you have
2: so. the sequels and then you have the two standalones. Yeah. There's so a lot we,
0: of movies. I don't know, Star Wars, we, I can't keep up. We, can, we
2: we can get into the standalones here in about 6 weeks when we discuss Rogue One. Oh god, um. I can't wait for that
0: all right well let's um uh real quick because... so just for
2: future reference though we're recording that episode before the day it drops because i want to drop it on
0: may the 4th i think chris, <laughs> I think
2: chris just threw up in his mouth a little bit.
3: yeah
1: i'm sorry may the 4th is fucking star wars valentine's right <laughs> it's fucking manufactured as fuck May the 4th. Oh, wait. And then we'll do Revenge of the 5th. And then you can go fuck yourself. May 25th (laughs) is Star Wars Day. May 25th. Not May the 4th. May 25th. Why is May 25th Star Wars Day? We good. Seriously, Chris, it's okay.
3: You can stop now.
2: What day
1: is... You can stop. Yes. What day day is Kenobi coming out? Not fucking May May the 4th.
2: That's what I I was just going to say. There's a reason why Kenobi is coming out on May 25th, and Disney fucking knows it whether they want to admit it or not. The mouse does have a little bit of a freaking brainstem. In well, I can't
1: the mouse things. is bought into the May the 4th bullshit, too.
2: <laughs> well, the mouse it will sells. buy anything, It's all about
1: money. Anything it sells. That'll... Yeah. There's Somebody's a got a line. A in with a pocket. Sign.
2: All
0: right. Well, so. Um... That's
2: why they bought Lucasfilm.
1: Hey, they ain't dumb, right? They yeah. no, And Marvel. They literally print their own money at this point.
0: So um real quick, coming up on the sip list and then we'll do a coming up on evening at the movies. Um for an
2: hour and a half.
0: No, well let's make this quick because I'm I'm ready to go to bed. Sorry, I'm a little under the weather. I've <laughs> slept half of the day today and I'm already tired again. Um I have a lot of stuff going on the next two months between me and evening at the movies and then some other podcasts. So but try not to mix my shit up. Um this will be dropping for National Film Score Day um, I, we will have something else planned in there potentially, but I've gotten kind of off schedule and then, um, I will be doing something for April 16th for Selena day. So, um, hopefully my friend Ashley is going to join me for that. And we're going to just gush over our love of Selena. So if you like Selena, anything for Selena's, you can listen to that. Um, and then I don't know, there's definitely more stuff coming up in April that I can't remember, but I'm sure we've talked about stuff. I'm still flying by the seat of my
2: pants.
0: (laughs) Um, Casey, what's coming up on an evening at the movies?
2: Okay. I will quickly do this, but we're going to actually spit out a couple of different. Well, we'll, there's going to be a little bit of episodes to this list, but I'll do it as quickly as possible. Okay. I'm sorry. Um,
0: Real quick before I forget. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Top five Foo Fighters songs in honor of Taylor Is going to be coming up with Casey and potentially, well, not potentially, uh, Brian from Playlist Wars. So that should be in the next week to two weeks. So that was the other one. I knew I was forgetting one. Okay. You may continue.
2: Okay. So recording tomorrow is me and Amanda discussing The Godfather. Next week is me, Amanda, and Chris talking about Clue. After that, we have a whole bunch of people coming on to discuss Coraline. Me and Amanda finally thank you, Brandy. Record re-recording, uh, not re-gifting, re-recording. <laughs> um, re-recording the Lion King, which basically takes us up to May the Fourth. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, I do have my prequel star wars episode that i need to get recorded which will fun. unfortunately be dropped on chris's least favorite day of the year as well as gene and i are going to be doing sometime probably in may um harry potter and prisoner of azkaban as well as then come the end of may amanda chris and i will be discussing rogue one a Star Wars story. Of course. I mean, realistically, yeah. until 1994, Star Wars was my movie. And <laughs> then a little dark emo murder revenge movie came along and <laughs> shook my world to the core. Well,
0: um, yeah so that was awesome and hopefully we're giving everybody go go give some love to your favorite film scores and composers on National Film Score Day and every day because they deserve well, all the love for sure um, Cassandra thanks so much for coming this was fun I hope you get to come yeah, back okay. um, and Chris thanks for bringing her oh I and hope. thanks for being here too <laughs> yeah I guess you're yeah. To, yeah yeah <sighs> I guess so if we have to have you to have her, then I guess it's worth it. <laughs> it's
3: I'm not just the first saying. time he's heard that.
1: <laughs> i <laughs> I', it was I good bet. talking to probably you
2: won't be the last either.
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. We love you. After the first time, my father better. He's like, you can come over. You got to bring that guy.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Every time nice. I, we were over there, he always said that to me. Every time, like you have to bring him.
1: <laughs>
2: oh,
0: <Yeah>. that's <laughs> sweet.
2: He's 18. He's no longer a part of this house anymore. Go away. feed himself.
0: <laughs> great, great. Well, Casey, and thank you to you, too, of course. And you know that your invitation is always standing, so don't get butt hurt anymore about me cheating on I you on did, Twitter.
2: What is my favorite game to play on social media?
0: <laughs> Poke the sleeping Poke bear. Sleeping bear. <laughs> it's so easy to do.
2: I know um, it is, because you get butt hurt, like that you are
0: easy
1: like sunday morning in that way
0: yeah <laughs> uh, I, i've been told um i'm working on it <laughs> on the easy part not on the not on the sensitive part anyway
1: Mm-mm, no no not <laughs> not not doing, it. Not doing Again,
2: it i i know exactly where chris was going and i'm no i'm not even going there uh,
0: anyway okay. all right well thank you guys have a great night um, hope you enjoy the rest of your week And your weekend And uh, when life gets when tough life Just keep sipping Did I ask you? Goodbye Say bye
3: Bye All bye. Bye for love <laughs> <laughs>
1: Whatever Geronimo!